Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Hope you are doing well today, and if you're in the UK, that you have got through Storm Eunice okay and undamaged and unscathed. Um, we're doing good. We are one fence down, so uh, kind of waiting for our landlord to come and repair that. Uh, so the dog is very curious about the uh, next door garden that is suddenly available to him. And so having to manage that, but we've been very lucky. And I know friends that have been without power for a little while um, and all of that. So however you are this Monday, uh, as we're kind of checking in, yeah, hope you're doing okay, um, feeling good or okay because sometimes we're not feeling good but hopefully um today this is going to give you a bit of a boost because this is our 11th 11th (laughs) hard to say 11th roundup episode so for uh, for any new listeners this is where every 15 or so guests we take the top tips that guests have shared with us and we bring you this sort of booster episode um and my sort of rationale for this is that sometimes it can be really hard to figure out what might help if you're feeling low, if you're feeling overwhelmed. We can kind of lose that sort of creative problem-solving capacity because we're just frazzled mentally and um, drained. And and so we can know that we need to do something to to change our situation, to change our mood. But it can be really hard to kind of think about what could I actually do? And so that is the point of these roundups, that it's an easy episode to dip into, to hear from 15 different people and their sort of top tips for general well-being and life. And then think, hmm, do they sound like ones that I want to try? Does that feel like it could work for me? That kind of thing. So that's the point of this episode. And it's always really nice to hear from the guests that we've had on uh, over the last few weeks as well to, to kind of hear again from them. So I uh, thank you for, for joining us. Thanks to Skip. Uh, I usually thank the person that was on last week. So thank you to Skip for joining us then. And we'll hear his top tips again right at the end of this episode. Um, but yeah, let's dive in to some top tips. So first off, we are heading back to episode 171 when we were joined by Lois Hollis to talk about shame and guilt, all of those really important topics. So if they are things that you are struggling with at the moment or experiencing, then check out that episode with Lois. Here are Lois's top tips. Well, general life tips would be, there's always hope. I mean, there's just always hope. Even though it doesn't seem that or... You don't know where it's coming from. But hope, I believe, is the beginning of anybody making their life more productive or feeling better. Or There's always a way. Can I give an example here? 
Okay, years and years and years ago, one of my daughters uh, could not find what she wanted to be. And you know how they are by the grades or you know by their teenager. When they're in college, they still didn't know what she wanted to be. And I always told her the same thing. I said, you know what? There's a lot of things that are going to happen that you don't know of yet. There's going to be new new occupations that are not labeled now. And that's right in saying that I don't want this. I, don't, I can't find anything in the world that I want to do. What do I do? I said, well, it hasn't been invented yet. When she was a junior in college, she gave me a call and she says, mom, I know what I want to do. And I said, what is that? She says, I want to do IT. I said, what is IT? This is years and years ago. Information technology, the computer world. It wasn't invented when she was 10 and 11 and 12, but it was invented when she was a junior in college. And she was one of the forerunners of IT consulting. Isn't that interesting? So the fact that it doesn't exist doesn't mean that you're wrong. Is that the world hasn't catch caught up to you. So always hope, always you dream because it's a reality. You don't dream because it's here yet. We're very smart. So keep on to your hopes. Your hopes are are um are very important. Okay, that's where I went off on that. But hope is hope is the, the foundation. Yeah, I love it. Do you have uh, any more tips or? Oh, um, the main thing is that, and I keep going back to shame and guilt because shame and guilt is in every thought you have, every action you do, and every action that other people have towards you. That is the most incredible thing that I still have a hard time to believe that shame and guilt is that endemic. My tip would be learn your enemy. And you will be successful in reading, writing, ice skating, rollerblading, talking, whatever you want to do, you will be successful. So thanks again to Lois. And then episode 172, we were joined by Debbie Richens and we were talking about grief um, and particularly the grief of recovery method that she teaches and supports people with. Uh, and grief is such a big topic. Um that we can all experience in so many different ways. So I do some support work around bereavement, which is one very painful, very difficult way that we can experience grief. But anytime we have a loss or a big change or a transition, there is grief often um, wrapped up in that uh, around the sort of the loss. And so, yeah, I think it's, um, we probably all have a lot of uh, unexpressed, unresolved grief to deal with. Um, So, if that sort of resonates, then check out that episode with Debbie. But here are Debbie's top tips. So top one to three tips is never to isolate yourself. Even if it's just walking out into nature, never isolate yourself because that can be actually quite destructive. If you're worried about being on your own, stepping outside your front door and feeling the weather on your face and hearing the birds and, you know, the small animals, and the noises of life are actually incredibly healthy for you. Even if you don't interact with another human being, that's a really powerful, effective tool for wellness. And it's a really simple one, you know, and um, 
that in itself is very powerful, detaching from the television and the telephone and all of these other things that we have in our houses that keep us sat in a place and not moving around. So getting out into the fresh air and just being in the world, you know, and not panicking about whether you're, you're meeting somebody or, you know, you're going to take a bus ride or whatever it is, because it's about observing what's around you and taking that in. And it's incredible, actually. It's something I did when I was going through my divorce. I took myself out for a walk every single day in the new area that I had moved into. Um, that I'd known from my childhood and I was familiar with, but I wasn't familiar with as an adult. And I took myself out to explore every single day when I got home from work. And it gave me a wonderful sense of perspective of what was around me. And I did it no matter what with the weather. And on the walk in one particular place, I met a bird in a hedge who was extremely nonplussed that I was walking past that little spot every day and would come out and pop its head out through the bush and peck away at me and talk at me and, and would be really upset with me and go away, go away. And I'd say hello to it. And I got into this habit of talking to this bird every day. And all of a sudden, this little bird stopped shouting at me and started to just pop its head out and look and go, oh, it's you again, right? Oh, yeah, you're okay. I can go back to, you know, where I am, what I'm doing. So that was an amazing interaction that I never expected, but it was an incredibly powerful experience. And we don't interact enough with nature in any way. You know, we spend a lot of our times glued to TVs and, and our computers on our, our phones, you know, as well as the computers on our desks. So that is very powerful. The next one is about doing the best you can to look after yourself with your diet, food and drink, you know, being really mindful and actually remembering that water is the stuff of life. And it really is, you know, so much of what we are relies on water. So having water as a drink or as a herbal tea so that you're not filling it up with fat from the milk and things is actually really, really good for you. And it, it's really good to drink plenty for your body for the day. It helps to clear your mind. It helps your body to function properly. It helps to keep everything moving, you know, your, your muscles and your eyes and your mouth, everything. So actually, yeah, that's really important. And I know some people look at me as if I've gone a bit bonkers because my flask goes everywhere with me. <laughs> I've always got water, even if, you know, I'm, I'm having a coffee, I will have a water. It's actually really, really good for you. And the third one is about not beating yourself up, not being judgmental to yourself. It's actually about saying, yes, that was horrible. And, you know, yes, I had a part in what happened, but actually... I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't done deliberately. I'm not going to judge myself and say, why did I do that? I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to treat myself with compassion and with empathy. Because the more we treat ourselves with compassion and empathy, the faster we will get over the things that have happened and we will be able to cope with them better. 
So thank you to Debbie. And then in episode 173, we were joined by Julian McMichael and we were exploring this idea of coming back home to yourself and kind of rediscovering yourself. Um, We can all become lost in so many ways through life. So I think um, a really great thing to be thinking about of, yeah, how, how we do that. Um, and we also talked about a really interesting idea of self-betrayal, you know, those ways that we can uh, not be being there for ourselves or being true for ourselves. And definitely something that sort of resonated with me and I feel I'm in a real um, space of trying to connect with myself and my body and, and that kind of thing. So check out that episode with Jillian and here are her top tips. So one, do something different. Do something different than you've done the day before. It might be just be walk a different route to work when we can get back in the workplace. It might be speak to somebody, you know, on the bus or something. I don't know, but do something different. Do something that different that you would normally do. Um, second thing would be believe in yourself. So always know that you have the answers inside. And I think that would be the biggest thing, both for that kind of mental and emotional well-being piece in particular. And then finally, I would say, oh gosh, finally, I would say, if you can learn to meditate or to at least be more mindful about how you're spending your day and what you're doing throughout your day. So being, because I suppose really the answer is what, what mindfulness and meditation will give you is to shift from doing into being. Easier said than done, but if you can practice it, even if it's for five minutes or two minutes a day, It will make a big, big difference to your lives. So thank you to Gillian. And then episode 174, we were joined by Charles Collins. And this was such an interesting conversation and perspective because Charles talks about this idea of your life as a craft, like a masterpiece. And that idea of, you know, thinking about how we put things together in the way that a craftsperson might uh, approach a project or... um, you know, kind of master their tools and their methods and that kind of thing. And the idea of doing the same to our lives, which is, it, it was such an interesting perspective to kind of think about and that we don't really think of ourselves in, in that way and how we can uh, we can apply some of those principles to sort of achieve excellence in different areas of our lives. So interesting idea that, that we explored. So that was episode 174 with Charles and here are his top tips i do top number one is life can be practiced as a learned craft there is a structure there is a template we've made it available for you and if you would like to see what that is and use all or pieces of it that's the top number one tip otherwise you can make it up as you go and that's your choice the second tip is that if you do decide that, yes, I like this idea of life as a craft, and it's both intuitive and creative, but structured, then becoming the craftsperson of your own life is part of your goal, to get better at being good at what you do. And that third thing is you are the primary material that you're going to work on for the rest of your life. And if you do it well and craft it well with intention and with, you know, a a plan, but a plan that has creativeness in it at the end of your life, your life is going to be a masterpiece. And you're going to be amazed at yourself when you look back and say, now I leave this to the next generation. 
So thank you again to Charles. Moving on to episode 175, where we were joined by Avis, Adele Hitchcock, and we were talking about self-care and the real importance of really prioritising and promoting that. Um, and so Avis has a radical care podcast. So this idea of sort of radical self-care and really looking after ourselves and our boundaries, burnout, people-pleasing, being more authentic, having self-compassion or really really important things that I think we 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 do touch on um fairly often in the podcast because of how important they are so that's episode 175 and these are Avis's top tips who uh, <laughs> top one to three tips uh I would say building a very strong awareness of self is definitely a number one because that you know they say where where you do one thing is where you do everything and so I think building a very strong awareness with what supports you, what brings you joy, even what makes you feel down will greatly support you in all areas and aspects in your life. Um, another one I would say is love yourself and be compassionate with yourself through all of it. And yeah, don't beat yourself up. So that's why I'm saying compassionate and loving yourself because I don't like the don't because usually when you say don't, that's what people do. <laughs> At least that's what I do. So be access compassion for yourself the way you access compassion for others because it personifies it for others. When you access that compassion for yourself, it really personifies the compassion you have for other human beings. And a third one would be be emotionally honest with others about everything, all, even the things that bring you down, even when they do something that makes you feel uncomfortable or upsets you. Don't be afraid to have real big, deep conversations with other people. It literally can transform your relationship dynamics and have you live and embody the life that you desire in those relationships and within yourself. Thanks again to Avis. Episode 176 was a solo episode with me, so I'm not going to go over that again because I feel like actually uh, a little while after that, I sort of talked about similar stuff again in episode 182, um, so about well-being. So either of those episodes you can dip into if... Um, if you want. Um, so episode 177, we were joined by Chris Loriano and we were talking about peer supports. And so we've talked about peer support b before uh, when we were joined by Tim and Will from the um, Above Ground podcast. And we talked about that, the real importance of peer support programs and kind of being there uh, for other people. And so with Chris, we do talk about that. We also talk about autism as well, neurodiversity, labels, lived experience, loads of great stuff that I love to talk about. So I had a really great time having this conversation. And I also think that sort of peer support is really, really important. So that's ep that episode. And these are Chris's top tips. So I think one tip that I can share with all of you is really find new opportunities to connect with people, get to really know them, whether it's for a personal or professional reason, because having new relationships is extremely, extremely important. 
Um, and just for myself, I mean, as in addition to peer support work, I also went through a life coach for the, the first few months of this year. And well, that's one of the things that really kind of stuck to me was the important need for having relationships, for having connection and mutuality, and also for building a sense of community. And everyone has what they feel is their right moment for this. So in no way am I pushing this on anyone that feels like, you know, now is not the best time because we all have our own journeys, right? We all are in various situations where we have to overcome a lot of our own internal stuff first. So that's really important, but I would definitely say, you know, look for new opportunities to connect with people and do everything you can to the best of your ability to be consistent with those connections. Um, whether it's, you know, for a professional networking reason, like in my case, or if it's going to a book group or going to, you know, any type of, uh, event that happens on a frequent basis is, is extremely important. So that's, that's one tip that I would say, because for me, you know, that meant networking and networking really saved my life in so many ways, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. Um, It really was an essential piece. So doing everything you absolutely can Uh, Once you've overcome your own internal conflicts or you've overcome your own lived experiences that caused trauma or any, you know, negativity in your life, um, really making sure that you find new opportunities to make those connections happen um, and form new relationships that are enriching in your life. um, That's that's one tip that I would give. So thanks again to Chris. And then episode 178, we were joined by Melissa Rolfs. We were talking about holistic health. So food, mood, and listening to your body. And this is something that fairly often with guests, particularly guests who work on more, I guess, the kind of physical dimension of well-being. So the body, sleep, food, that kind of stuff. Actually, there is that massive overlap between the mind and the body and our mental well-being and how these more physical embodied practices can really help with our mental well-being as well. So that was what we were diving into in this conversation, the idea of holistic health and what that actually is, how to tune into your body and kind of listen to what it's telling you that you need um, and how to move forward with that. So these are Melissa's top tips. Yeah, I think give yourself time. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like if you're a night owl, you know, maybe just give yourself that time in the evening um, to kind of decompress. Maybe it's the middle of the day, but just give yourself time to be quiet <laughs> and sit in that pause and just see what happens. You know, just give yourself that space to kind of breathe. Um, I think that's a big thing. I think understanding how foods impact you and your mood and your body and your energy, that can be really powerful. So if you aren't aware of that, maybe consider trying that food and mood journal. Um, And I think other thing is just know that you matter and that you're worth taking care of, regardless of what anybody says, you matter, you're worth taking care of, and you have value. And when you live from that place, I think it changes a lot of things. So those are my three tips. So thanks again to Melissa. In episode 179, we were joined by Teresa Amat, and we were talking about lots of great stuff. (laughs) Again, I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Sorry, I get really excited about the guests that we have on. 
Um, so Teresa describes herself as a mental health warrior and talks about her own recovery from um, addiction. Um, and that's the, the language she uses to describe her experience. Um, and we talked about anxiety, depression, the impact of language. So again, you know, the language that we use to describe our experience, imposter syndrome, uh, learning to like yourself, learning who you are. Um, so some, some really big uh, topics. And um, that episode was called Navigating Anxiety and Depression. So really about that whole journey. Um, so that's episode 179 if you want to hear more about that. And these are Teresa's top tips. Uh, a big thing for me is breath work, deep breathing. For many years, I was in fight or flight response and I didn't even know it. Uh, so my breathing was very shallow and it was uh, stimulating my fight or flight response even more. And I wasn't getting enough oxygen. So I learned to do deep breathing. I learned box breathing and that's where you breathe in slowly for four count of four, then you hold it for count of four, and then you exhale for count of four, and then you have your lungs dormant for count of four. And that was a big game changer for me when I learned how to do that because I could shut down my fight or flight response and I could calm myself instead of going full on into a panic attack. And uh, something else I learned that was helpful, I actually learned this at a caregiver's conference, was it's called the mammalian dive response. And uh, basically it's splashing water on your face or applying a cold, wet compress to your face when you're in a panic attack because it also shuts down the fight or flight response and uh, calms you down and, and it works. It's something very practical that I found really does work with me. So it's something I tell as many people I can about because I didn't know that before. For me, it was rocket science. Some people may know that already, but I didn't. So that was a huge game changer for me. And, uh, and I would also go back to my story about the social media, just looking at the facts, just saying, and then this happened, and then this happened instead of attaching a story to everything or attaching meaning to everything. Because often my brain can come from a place of rejection. So if I see somebody and maybe they're distant with me, my brain can automatically go into, oh, she's mad at me. Oh, she doesn't like me anymore. Uh, I can attach all kinds of stories to it and get bent out of shape only to find out like a week later, she had just found out that her husband was in a car accident and she was in shock. Meanwhile, I had made up this whole story in my head about how she doesn't like me anymore. And she was going through a crisis. So I, I would say, if possible, try to step out of the emotion or out of the story and just write the facts down on a piece of paper. Because I find once they're written on a piece of paper, then I can see them more factually it's easier for me to leave the story out of it. And it's, it's helped me be calmer and not have as much turmoil and chaos in my head. 
So thanks again to Teresa. Episode 180 now, which was our sort of festive episode. <laughs> so we were joined by Joe Howarth, and Joe is the founder of the Happiness Club. So a really nice topic for Christmas, if you are someone that celebrates Christmas, uh, to be thinking about happiness. What actually is happiness? And how we can support ourselves and sort of have more happiness in our lives, I guess. And um, I sort of shared about my own view of happiness where when I was very depressed, I was a bit anti-happiness because it felt so far away from from where I was at that time. And that actually in the sort of run up to recording this, I'd bought myself a notebook, which was kind of very happy and joyful. Um, and, and sort of recognising for myself, oh, actually, there has been some, there's been a journey, there's been some uh, sort of transition in my life and in and the possibility of happiness and I, I do actually since feel that yes there are times where I feel a bit blue um where I feel a bit overwhelmed but there are more times where I am feeling that feeling of happiness which is lovely so um that's episode 180 with Joe, and these are her top tips um I would say I've got two things I think on top of the ones that I've already shared uh the first would be around responsibility and genuinely taking responsibility for yourself I used to be the kind of person that blamed absolutely everybody and everything around me for the way that my life was I blamed people from my past parents step parents grandparents bosses managers boyfriends ex-boyfriends literally everybody and when I first had therapy in my mid-20s it was one of the things my therapist worked with me first on and it blew me away that that I had that that actually I was supposed to be responsible for myself and I think it's a thing that a lot of people pay lip service to if I said to someone you know who's responsible for you they would say well I am obviously but when you say to them okay so tell me who makes you feel angry in your life they will reel off a name of other people. And who makes you feel um, frustrated in your life? They'll reel off names of other people. And who makes you feel happy in your life? And they'll reel off names of other people. And I say to them, so, okay, so the person that makes you feel angry is you. And the person that makes you feel frustrated is you. And the person that makes you feel happy is you. Other people can do or say things that trigger learnt conditioned responses in your subconscious mind that make you think feel and do before you even realize you've thought felt and done but you have the ability to override that automatic programming that's what I teach people to do that's what I learned to do because the only person that can make you think or feel anything is you and that's awesome news a lot of people go oh right so it's all my fault then you go no no because it's not about blame Blame and responsibility are completely different things. For me, knowing that I am fully responsible for my own life is unbelievably empowering and unbelievably liberating. And blame is utterly disempowering. You're handing the power over your life to someone else when you blame them. So practice taking responsibility. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do. I'm not saying it is but it's absolutely possible. And the second top tip I would say would be to notice and catch yourself when you make assumptions, 
we make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of assumptions every day. We assume we know what that person is thinking or feeling in relation to ourselves, why they're doing what they're doing, largely in relation to ourselves, because we are utterly egocentric. Um, and we respond accordingly, but actually very rarely do we make an effort to go and find out if our assumptions are correct. You know, we've, I do visualizations with people where I invite them to imagine walking down the road and someone they know is walking down the road in the opposite direction um, on the other side of the road. And I say to them, imagine that you wave at them and they don't wave back. Now tell me what your instant thoughts are on that and nine times out of ten it'll be oh they blanked me oh why aren't they talking to me what have I done and what are they doing why are they being so rude and oh my god how ignorant right and actually there's a million and one reasons why that person might not have waved back at you but our instinctive assumption is that they're in a mood with us or that we've done something wrong or that they're rude or and we make these assumptions and then we act according to those assumptions instead of actually crossing the road and finding out why the person didn't wave and it, if, in, if it was me in my case it would just because I haven't got my glasses on right <laughs> so. Same, I was thinking that just saying if I'm not wearing my glasses someone <laughs> that's it so notice notice when you make assumptions and catch them and bite your tongue with them and go find out if the assumptions actually correct sometimes it will be but sometimes it won't be Say thanks again to Joe. And then episode 181, we were joined by Richard Capriola. And we were talking about substance use and particularly with teens. So a lot about early warning signs, stigma um, around substance use, uh, how to talk to your child about how they're feeling and what's going on with them. Um, and so as you may know, um, working with young people is um, a big part of what I do and what I'm really passionate about. So I think this was a really great conversation to be having and a really difficult topic uh, for parents to tackle. So that's episode 181. Um, and let's hear Richard's top tips. I think first of all, do whatever you can to take care of yourself physically, uh, whether it's, um, you know, some people will enjoy yoga, some people will like exercising like me, um, but do what you can to take care of your physical health because that's so important. Then the second one is take care of your uh, mental health too. And that can involve a lot of different activities. It can allow, it can, it can involve exercises. It might involve reading. It might be challenging yourself to explore new, new hobbies or new interests. So take care of yourself mentally as well as physically. And then third, I would say socially, uh, do what you can to uh, reach out to other people, uh, whether it's through volunteering or helping people or helping people in your family because I think that when we when we reach out and we when we are helping others I think that helps us feel good and helps our emotional and our physical well-being as well. So thank you again to Richard. As I said 182 is just me waffling on about mental well-being again so I'm going to skip straight over to episode 183 with Lindsay Castle and we are talking about finance and financial well-being. In Lindsay's conversation, we were talking about financial well-being, which, um, yeah, <laughs> it's been a big part of my my own journey and challenges, and I'm sure for a lot of people, and particularly uh, for a lot of people at the moment with um, 
sort of the aftermath or kind of continuing with with covid and i know where we are things are starting to open up and that kind of thing and um yeah i think it's just such an important topic it's one that we we maybe think about physical well-being mental well-being maybe spiritual well-being uh, but financial well-being is this other really important topic that um, can have a massive impact on how we feel and can be really difficult to escape from because you know if you're living in this world you will have um, and be involved with money so it's a kind of inescapable reality so that's uh, that episode with Lindsay and these are Lindsay's top tips yes number one is tracking your spending I know it sucks and it takes some time but it will make you feel oodles better once you can start, you know, making those anxiety, anxious feelings into actual problems with solutions. Number two, I'd say don't be afraid to invest in yourself. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the past year. I wanted so, so badly to start a business for the past like five, six years. And I tried several times by making like a very small investment into a website, which is like a hundred dollars or $200. And then I bought an expensive online course for $1,800 and I hired a coach and I was able to have a profitable business in like six months. And I have been addicted to investing in myself ever since because every investment that I make in myself pays off more than the stock market in a shorter amount of time. So that is number two. The third practical tip I would say is get your finances in order as soon as you can. And I know, I know I'm like, that's really scary. But once you get into it and you find out how much money you've been losing to just time, you're going to be angry with yourself because just one year, and I go more into this into my, in my free workshop, just one year of waiting to invest could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, regardless of like where the stock market is at. So those would be my three tips. So a massive thank you to Lindsay. Uh, and I had another solo episode, which was um, quite rambly, even more so than usual. And so I was expecting to record um, an interview and the person didn't show up. So I just uh, recorded my thoughts. So I was all kinds of things, curiosity, uh, mental health, stoicism, types of therapy, um, definitely getting off on a tangent on lots of things. Um, so yeah, that's episode 184. Um, episode 185, we were joined by Minda. Um, and so with Minda, we were talking about improvisation. So Minda uh, does comedy kind of improvisation. She does workshops. And we were talking about the value of improv Um one is just a skill for being able to sort of wing it in different situations if you're networking, uh, business, that kind of stuff. Uh, but also how it can be really helpful for yourself in terms of facing rejection, getting outside your comfort zone, all of that kind of stuff. So that's episode 185 and these are Minda's top tips. Um, yeah, okay. So number one, uh, I touched on it before. It would be um, all those things that you've been resisting have a little bit think uh, have a think about why you've been resisting them so for me a lot of it was around sleeping or being healthier and, and how I ate and, and movement and 
it's taken me this long to get to the point of going, I, ex I accept that these things are good for me and they ultimately make me happier. Um, so questioning the things that you're resisting and trying to and see if it's for a good reason or whether it's actually not necessarily serving you anymore. So that would be my number one tip. Um, number two would be, I'd say play, play more. I have to. Of course, it's central to everything that I do. Um, we don't do it as, as much as we could do as adults. We we end up switching into this lifestyle where we feel like we have to be taken seriously and we have to be grown ups and we have to think about all the things on our to do list, but actually taking the time to play and maybe bring it into our work as well can make such a big difference. I know for me, when I take the time to be a little bit more creative and play, I come up with better solutions to problems, whether that's things I'm struggling with or somebody I'm consulting or working with um, in an organization just so you know better things happen when you take that time to be playful and curious i think those are my top two was there another one you wanted was it three well it's one to three so it's up to you oh. how many you do um and then my i think yeah so third one here's one um i think connect with people and i think lockdown and covid has shown us just how important other human beings are and it's been really interesting to see how opportunities have opened up because of zoom and online life to connect with people all over the world um, but also it's shown us how important it is to connect with other human beings and I think again as adults it can be really difficult um, meeting new people it can be a bit strange like when you don't have school or university or workplaces where you you meet people who who bring out the best in you but um exploring and getting curious and trying new things so like I said like I did when I found improv or I still do it I go to weird creative events or I go to museums and I try to find situations where I can connect and talk to people and it may just be one conversation that I have that I go home and I'm like do you know what I love that I connect with somebody or it may be I connect so much that we end up meeting up again and they become a friend for life so um connect with others and take the time and the opportunities when you can to meet other people. So thanks again to Minda. And then episode 186, we were joined by Brittany. There were loads of things that we were thinking about talking about. And actually we got really into foster care, which is part of Brittany's experience and part of what she is now speaking about and advocating about. Um, and again, I think a really, really important topic to be addressing because it can have such a massive impact on children young people and then on into adulthood so that's 100 episode 186 with Brittany and these are her top tips um journaling number one I'm a firm believer in writing getting your thoughts done on a piece of paper as I've just said um god you know if you're really really struggling I kind of have thrown myself into trying to understand things a bit further with addiction and stuff like that. So for me, I threw myself into courses online to further my education and my studies. And I also am a firm believer in advocating. So that would be like my top tips for anybody. Kind of find where you fit in and see what you can offer to the world and kind of fly with that. You know, it's grand going to college, getting a degree and doing all this here stuff. But not that there's anything wrong with that because there's not, but I think... The world needs more power and the world needs more, you know, reality. Do you know what I mean? All too often we compare ourselves to celebrities and stuff like that. And, and I think it's, it's more people, more real people are needed to kind of like speak up and stuff like that. And, um, you know, become therapists, become advocates, become, you know, all this kind of thing 
that that there isn't enough of and there will never be enough of you know so that would be my top tips and also working out I'm a, I'm trying to slowly work out it's also supposed to be very good for your mind and you know channeling your anger and stuff like that so anything like that but I swear by writing you know for me I was able to heal by writing my book and I'm not telling everybody to go out there and write a book but just get a journal keep it keep it private keep it to yourself and just take it out when you need it it's it's a it's a great healer so massive thank you to Brittany and then episode 187 we're joined by Camelin um and so with Camelin Camelin is a psychotherapist she's a mindset coach and um, again, lots of topics that we could have explored. We did touch on stress and anxiety, but the kind of bulk of what we talked about was controlling relationships. So kind of what they look like, what they are, um, and how to take control in those situations. And the name of the podcast episode, as often is the case, is uh, the name of Camelin's book. So if someone has a sort of topic they write about, they talk about often, that becomes the uh, very original name of the podcast episode so that's episode 187 with Camelin and these are her top tips okay so first thing is be realistic about your expectations so whatever you're wanting to achieve in life or whatever you're striving for whether it's just your day-to-day basis be realistic about what you're expecting from yourself when you're packing everything in and you're putting everything into the day and you know you don't have enough hours in the day you're stressing yourself out unnecessarily but also what you're doing then is you've got that constant fear of failure as well because you know that everything you're gonna you want to do you're not going to get done so first of all be realistic about your expectations the second thing is take time out and be comfortable in your own company it's really really important the fear of being alone it actually results in people engaging in activities and getting involved in relationships that are maybe not even healthy for them get comfortable with being comfortable in your own company and things will change for you and some of the 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 biggest like light bulb moments that you'll have will be when you're just by yourself and by that I don't mean there needs to be pin drop silence or meditation going on just enjoy your own company go for a walk by yourself like listen to a podcast at home have a day where you're not meeting anybody and you're not engaging with anybody and you're not on your phone talking to somebody or texting somebody just switch off and just allow your body just to recharge that's the second thing the third thing I would say is be very careful of your company Like we are a direct reflection of the five people that we spend the most time with, right? We need to start being careful about who we let into our lives. Like we all have an energy field, which is like this three feet radius around us. Now that is our energy field. And as soon as that gets interrupted by the wrong energy or it gets contaminated by the wrong energy, you will start to feel anxious. You'll start to feel stressed. You'll start to feel irritated, frustrated, on edge, depleted of energy. Be very picky about who you let into your energy field. If there's people that are not good for you, you don't need to sever contact, keep them at a distance or maybe just avoid meeting them during times where you yourself are not at your best form. So thank you to Camelin. And then last, but certainly not least for this episode is uh, episode 188 last week with Skip Mondragon. So Skip is uh, was a, a doctor, an army vet, um, And in his last year in service, he um, experienced depression. And so now he is talking about depression, particularly men's mental health, and that's that idea of like a tough guy. And so again, named after his book, Wrestling, Depression is Not for Wimps. And, And I think this, and I obviously can't speak to men's experience of mental health, but it is a topic we've covered a couple of times on the podcast. Um... And I think one of those sorts can be that 
it's more difficult for men to talk about mental health because there is this idea of sort of having to have things all together and and that sort of tough image and um that's really the the kind of stance that that skip is taking that he was you know a tough guy army vet wrestler and and he um experienced depression and that um you know that it's difficult to to deal with and to help other tough guy men to sort of face um and uh, deal with their mental health I guess so again uh, broken record <laughs> really important topic to talk about so that's episode 188 if you've not listened to it and these are Skip's top tips one to three life tips Woo! I love it first and foremost relationships are everything when we're lying on our deathbeds it's not going to be about Degrees, yeah, I have advanced degrees. I have a lot of accomplishments. I have a chest full of ribbons when I put on my uniform. Ah. Is that gonna matter at the end of my life? No, <laughs> it's not gonna matter. It's gonna be all about relationships. My relationship with God, my relationship with my family, my relationship with friends, and my relationship with those with whom I've had an impact. That's what it's going to come down to. Relationships. So everything is about relationships at its core. The other is don't, you know, be present in the moment. Try to enjoy the moment. Savor the moment we talked about. Don't miss the magic of the moment. And third, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. So thank you again to Skip and to all of the guests that we have featured in this week's episode. I will be back next week when we will be joined by Wendy Capewell. And I can't remember what she's going to talk about because we haven't recorded it yet. So that's very exciting that it will be kind of fresh off the press, um, an episode coming out to you. Um, so stay tuned or tune in again I guess <laughs> for that um, and thank you so much for joining us today for supporting the podcast and I really hope that you have taken something from these top tips maybe there's an episode that you haven't listened to yet that you think you're going to check out or one that you think you might share with a loved one family friend a colleague and that is amazing if you do share the podcast it really helps us to reach more people and also just continuing to tune in and listen um this it very much is a passion project the podcast um as i've mentioned before when i initially started it was this all oh, would be a great way to connect with people find clients that kind of thing which yes um you know is a way you can connect if you want to um, you can check out our website if you're interested in working with me www.psykhg.co.uk but really it's a passion project that I'm able to connect with people all around the world and have conversations about really important topics and to hear people's real life experience um I just think it's a it's a real privilege and honor to that the people trust me to share their stories um, and give up their time to join me to have a conversation and that you give up your time to listen so 
massive thank you to you. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And yes, we'll be back next week. So do connect with us on social media at Psyche Coaching, a P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching, um, across uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those. And yes, as always, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>